Good morning, listeners. Welcome to another episode of the Med Ethics Podcast. Today, we're going to continue our ethics bowl segment. And today, we're going to go over kind of a medical ethical dilemma, maybe a scientific one. But uh, yeah, I'm really excited for our case today. It's uh, number seven, Love Drugs from the uh, Regionals 2019 case set. So as part of the first part of the uh, first episode, we're just going to go over the case itself. We're going to review the document that the National Ethics Bowl Committee has prepared. Um, we're going to go over it. We're going to go over the study questions. And then next week, I'm actually going to present you guys the, uh, I can present you guys the actual um, response to that, the presentation for it, the counter arguments, the solutions, all kinds of things like that. Yeah. So let's go ahead and get started going over the case. So love drugs. Romantic love has long been considered an emotional experience that arises in mysterious and unpredictable ways between people who are attracted to one another naturally. Um, what if what if we can control, you know, that's what the first paragraph is. It's this love is love and affection are these like raw, um, natural feelings. They just pose the ethical uh, question of what if we could control it? Should we control it? Can we control it? All kinds of things. So let's keep reading. In the United States, approximately 40 to 50% of marriages end in divorce. Then that's like an alarmly, alarmingly high rate. And uh, yeah, that definitely needs to be addressed. With new scientific interventions, we may be able to reduce this number by increasing or prolonging feelings of love. So Richard Wordsworth is a current researcher. Um, he says... If we treat depression, anxiety, and other emotion-based responses with drugs, why can't why can't we treat love not working by adding a chemical? You know, and I really want you guys to think about that question and what it means to you. Which side are you on? We treat all of these other things. We treat so many neurological disorders. We treat so, uh, so many psychiatric disorders. What harm is there in also treating love? But is there another side to the coin? isn't love like this organic natural thing feeling and it would be wrong it would almost be immoral to try to simulate that by taking certain drugs um yeah please think about what you guys think about that or because i know everyone has different preferences about this stuff so whenever you're you're approaching an ethics bull case just to have your mindset going in in a clear way it can change obviously over the course of the case based on the presentation of new information. But if you have like a general direction of what you wanna say, that usually helps a lot. Um, so current research shows that oxytocin is key to the experience of love. MDMA, various psychedelics, and some pharmaceutical drugs all prompt release of oxytocin. And so also have an influence on the initiation and persistence of feelings of attraction and love. There's anecdotal evidence suggesting that these substances are linked with increasing bonding that happens more quickly than usual and lasts beyond the chemicals, thereby potentially deepening and strengthening romantic relationships. Um, yeah, so that's all good. It's just, it strengthens feelings of love and then it helps relationships stay longer. So there definitely is a very clear benefit to it if implemented. Um, and then the next thing is, however, in other cases, the use of such substances gives a false sense of love so that when a person is not taking it anymore, the feelings of love disappear. 
which can lead to unexpected emotional separation and pain. So that's interesting. This is my, uh, when I read that the first time, this is probably my like um, fifth read through of the case. But when I read it the uh, first time, I really thought that was similar to withdrawal symptoms when people are on drugs. The, um, the brain builds up a tolerance to certain drugs and it stops using its um, its own mechanisms because the drug performs some kind of action in the brain that substitutes its mechanisms. So when the drug is, stopped, uh, is not used anymore, those mechanisms in the brain still don't work. So you're just going to be missing a certain aspect. Like, um, just to give an example, like GABA, uh, if you guys know, GABA is a inhibitory neurotransmitter in the brain. I'm just going to talk about alcohol for a little bit. So this is not in uh, little doses, but if there's like heavy doses of alcohol and an addict or a person heavily consumes alcohol, the brain will actually reduce its GABA production because alcohol uh, binds to GABA receptors and slows the brain down by itself. So the brain itself stops as uh, using GABA as much. So when uh, someone who's consuming alcohol at a very high rate immediately stops consuming alcohol, um, the brain still doesn't have the GABA, but it's not getting the inhibit inhibition from the alcohol either. So that's why uh, these people will have so many withdrawal symptoms and excitation and stimulation to the point where it can even cause death. Um, for example, seizures. It's why people who are trying to um, um, trying to quit alcohol addiction have such a hard time because if they try to withdraw from it completely, the side effects are very can be can be fatal and very very um, uncomfortable if not if not fatal. So, all right, let's keep going. Other substances have also been linked with deadening the experience of love. Uh, SSRIs are commonly used to treat depression and anxiety, but some of them have side effects that include blunting a person's ability to connect with others emotionally, as well as sexual dysfunction. If this line of research were extended, we can imagine using substances to manipulate who and how people love, either willingly or unwillingly. So-called love drugs could help strengthen or stabilize long-term relationships. They could help people get over difficult breakups, or they could help individuals leave abusive relation relationships. So um, as students, as scientists are researching, significant, significant ethical concerns arise. Uh, we use emotions as a guide, but what if um, we can change our emotions, then how do we know when we should? So... These are some pretty good questions at the end of the case, so I think I'm just going to read through them. Uh, if we can change our emotions, how do we know when we should? Is there anything wrong with using an artificial or external stimulation for love if participants are willing? Would the resulting relationship be in some way less or less real or authentic as a result? So take a second to answer all of those for yourself, because I think... When, when it comes to approaching this case, how you feel on it or where you stand, that's very important. So take a second.
All right, I hope you've had a chance to answer those questions for yourself. Now uh, we'll go over the study questions together and uh, see if we can uh, <laughs> produce anything sufficient before going over the case uh, solutions itself. So number one, uh, all of these are on the PDF, by the way, if you're not aware of that yet, and the PDF will be linked on the podcast episode description. So what, if anything, makes loving relationships, including romantic relationships, valuable or important? How, if at all, would love drugs add to or detract from that value or importance? So, yeah, take a second to answer that as well. Um, also, if you would like to write all of these down, that would also be helpful. So when we go over um, the solutions to the case, not the solutions, but the presentations and my standpoint to the case, we can see where you stand and how you could use different arguments to, uh, you can use different arguments in your presentation to create a well-rounded presentation that aspect, uh, that uh, covers all aspects of the case. So yeah, go ahead and ans answer the first question. And uh, feel free to pause and do that so we can move on to the second question. What does it mean for a feeling or relationship to be authentic? Would love drugs make the resulting feelings or relationships less authentic? Why or why not? Go ahead and answer that as well. And finally, number three, what are the morally relevant similarities and differences between using some chemical help to end the pain of romantic heartbreak and using chemical help to strengthen one's romantic feelings towards one another. So, yeah, this case is kind of a medical ethical dilemma. I would say it's more of a social dilemma, but um, there are there is um, sightings of chemicals and drugs and um, and medication. So I guess it definitely does relate to medical ethics as well. So just keeping with the theme of the podcast, I guess. Um, but yeah, please let me know if you guys have any questions about any of these cases. I'd be more than happy to answer them through Spotify. Um, thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Med Ethics, Ethics Podcast. I hope you enjoyed this case. I hope you enjoyed this installment. Uh, please join me next week where I actually go over my presentation for the case and all the solutions and counter arguments. And as I just break the case down and attack each part of it separately in an overall holistic view. So thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Med Ethics, and don't forget to stay ethical. <laughs>